Hey guys, welcome to Speak Film Podcast. My name is Carlos Renoso. I'm a filmmaker and cinephile. And today we're going to break down Train to Busan. Stay tuned. So let's get into it. Train to Busan, directed by Yon Sang-ho, released in 2016. It has a Spielberg feel to it. Only 10 minutes in, you can see that it has kind of a Spielberg uh, influence. Uh, it's basically a family going through a separation divorce. A dad is living with his daughter, and his daughter wants to see her mom. And he's a fund manager. He's in the financial industry. And he's kind of forced to take her by train to go see her mom. So the semi-broken family dynamic is set up in place. Um, and, and it has an epic feel, like I said, even from the beginning. There's a wounded deer that's hit by a truck. The truck leaves and the wounded deer rises. And we hear ominous music over the deer close-up. Uh, then the, the father and the daughter get on the train. The train staff, they're dressed like they're on a spaceship. These aquamarine suits and dress suits. The suspense is set up pretty early and perfectly. The little girl knows more than the dad as she wanders through the train to go to the restroom. He falls asleep and also we see and know there's two infected people aboard on the train. The passengers on the train, they watch nationwide riots on the TV and an elderly woman says, people protest over anything these days. Little do we know when they know uh, that in the next few minutes we'll realize it's not a riot but it's basically a zombie apocalypse in the streets. It's a monster movie in a contained space, uh, which it's great for these times. It's a great quarantine movie because that's basically what the characters have to do, what the passengers have to do. Uh, But it's a great movie for these times. And I think that it's a great double feature with Hashtag Alive. I found it funny, though, as I was watching the movie, would it be possible to hide out in that small cramped bathroom in uh, in in the train? And that's something that the passengers, they end up doing later. I think the boss of the train staff is from yourself and yours. I think his name is, give me a second. Um, his name is Yu Sung Kim. And there's also the Parasite actor, one of the leads from Parasite. He's a baseball player, but he's also a passenger. Uh, his name is Choi Woo Shik. He ends up having a big part in, uh, in in this film as well. And let me just say before I continue and before I forget, I had so much fun watching this movie. I haven't had this much fun watching a movie in a long time. Uh, maybe since I saw Dark Knight in the theaters or when I saw Chunking Express at the Metrograph and it was a full packed house. Train to Busan just had the perfect balance of action and suspense and also emotional uh, emotional substance so you definitely cared about the characters it wasn't just this um kind of chase uh, a movie cat and mouse game between uh pedestrians or or citizens and and zombies you really cared about these people and in, in the beginning they didn't care about each other but throughout the movie as the stakes get higher and higher the passengers begin to care about each other and they're no longer strangers they end up caring about each other as human beings so the movie just it just wowed me it thrilled me it impressed me i had so much fun watching this movie 
Then the dad gets a call from his mother and she basically dies in the call. So again, the stakes are slowly rising and rising. This is a serious thing. Passengers on the train can see just how bad the zombie violence is on the streets on their phones. So their anxiety and terror grows. Again, remember what I said about uh, in hashtag alive, social media, and the fact that you can see what's going on anywhere in the world and in your city on your phone. is, is There's a terrifying feel, uh, uh, feeling and anxiety to it because you're not there, but you're still connected. There's a moment I like. The daughter gives up her seat to an elderly woman and the father sees this and quietly reprimands her. He reminds her, at a time like this, worry about yourself. Again, more suspense. When they finally stop and arrive in a town before Busan, they don't know the city's been closed. There's a quarantine. But the father knows. He tells his daughter and she accuses him of being selfish and that's why mommy left. He's a finance guy. So self-preservation is his main priority. This could be the, the film could be seen as a critique on the finance and salary man, but I also kind of see it as the movie pinning two different attitudes: an individualistic attitude versus a collective one. The dad is about self-preservation and saving yourself and, and selfish and only thinking about yourself. That's what the finance world is really: greed and making a, a dollar and it's all about the bottom line. But the daughter's attitude. Um, is one that's more about the collective, more about helping strangers, and more about uh, putting others before yourself. So the movie in these moments hints at that, and uh, it's a it's a subtle thing, but again, it adds to the emotional depth of the movie, and to the emotional substance of the movie. Now we know that father and daughter are not exactly on the same page. Interesting dynamic here with the zombies, and I think it's similar to hashtag alive. The zombies only attack when they can see you. So if you throw a bag over their head, they kind of lose their physical and violent eagerness to kill you. And basically, they don't make a sound. Basically, don't make a sound in their presence, or else. Now more conflict. The daughter and another passenger's pregnant wife are in a different car. They can't get through because of the zombies. Now this uh, the pregnant woman. Her husband or her boyfriend, I basically call him Captain Korea because he reminded me of Captain America. Uh, Captain Korea, basically, he's played by Ma Dong Silk, and he has presence on the screen that is very powerful, physical, and just so believable. He's like a, he's built like a MMA fighter. I basically call him Captain Korea because there's a sequence where he's trying to get on a train and he's running and these zombies are after him and he's running on the train platform. He strays from a linear path and he picks up a baton stick and a shield to attack the zombies. I mean, it's just an incredible sequence and his physicality is incredible. He physically whips ass and he leads the way through to the four cars, mowing down um, zombies in his way, old boy style. It reminded me of old boy with some uh, camera tracking. Now, Captain Korea, early in the film, he judges the, the father who's in finance. But eventually, he minimizes his judgment after they reach their loved ones that are trapped in a different car of the train. He says to the father, dads get all the shit and no praise, but it's about sacrifice, right? When she gets older, she'll understand why you work so hard. It's a small, intimate bonding moment between two men, between a father and a father-to-be. But again, 
it slowly reinforces the collective attitude or principle over the selfish individual one. I have to say, watching the movie, I couldn't help but think that Korean cinema is operating at the highest level. I can't think of another country producing mainstream, accessible, cinematic, exciting, and thrilling films. Now, unfortunately, Captain Korea, he gets, he gets bit by one of the zombies. He sacrifices himself, and it just, I was so damn uh, distraught, and I, I couldn't believe it. You know, he was my favorite character in the film. Um, and he tells the father to take care of his pregnant wife. It's, it's a moment that, again, it adds to the emotional power of the film. And you just hate to see it. And you never thought that something like that would happen. It just catches you off guard. And the film is unpredictable in that way. And with almost 30 minutes, maybe a little over 30 minutes left in the film, the father gets a phone call and he's told that his company may have caused this. I assume it was a chemical spill of some kind that caused the zombie outbreak. But again, the theme here being corporate greed. I have to say, there's an image in the film that I've never seen before in cinema. Now, there's a train collision that separates the passengers, the surviving passengers. The father, the daughter, and the pregnant wife are stuck in between trains, but they are able to see a moving train and they're trying to reach it. So as they're running away, behind them is this army of zombies just fighting each other, piling on top of each other, clamoring. And they end up forming this moving mountain just to get to them. It's I've never seen that before. And it's to say that it's scary is an understatement. Just imagine looking behind you as they're running just as fast as you. And also they're fighting each other and they're climbing on top of each other just to get to you. Ter terrifying. The finale of the film is extremely emotional and hard to watch. Definitely humanistic. Um, the father and daughter ine inevitably have to separate because he sacrifices himself um, in order to save her. And she is just inconsolable. She's crying and screaming in slow motion. I did not see it going down this way. His voluntary suicide, we see it as a silhouette on the ground as the train moves, is quite an image. Um, and then even right down to, uh, to the ending, uh, the, the pregnant woman and the daughter, they're navigating inside the tunnel and there's these military soldiers that are aiming their rifles at them, not sure if they're survivors or if they're zombies because they're, they're, silhou they're in silhouettes. Um, and daughter begins to sing the song, a song that she sang earlier in the film from her recital, that uh, a recital that her dad missed. So this thing is a tearjerker. It, it's emotional right down to the last second of the film. Um, and it hit, it just hit me on every level. It fulfilled me on every level in terms of action, emotion, the visual, cinematic quality of it. Uh, even when it was over, I was emotionally overwhelmed and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So Train to Busan, it's a great date movie. Uh, you win a lot of points if you see it with your significant other. Um, they'll be excited by it and they just, it'll be so unpredictable. They won't see certain twists coming. Uh, and I think that it's the greatest contained epic since Titanic. It, it's a masterpiece. So I definitely recommend it for Friday night or a Saturday night. Grab the popcorn and uh, it's on Amazon Prime. So just grab the popcorn 
get in bed, get in the couch, and just watch yourself be satisfied on every level. That's it for me, guys. Uh, my next film that we're going to talk about, I'm not sure yet. I might do The Social Dilemma, the documentary on Netflix. Or I could do this documentary that I just recently saw, Mafune, The Last Samurai, about the uh, life and work and career of Toshida Mafune. An incredible documentary. So I might do either, either one of those for the next episodes. So stay tuned. But this episode was a good one. I hope you guys liked it. See you next time on Speak Film.